Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, from Jakarta to around the world, get ready for the Cutting Oranges Podcast, your window into the world of the Jakarta Barbarians Cricket Club, where you will hear from those that were there from the very beginning, all the way to those who are there now. From the drop catches and the thick outside edges, to the big sixes and the five wicket hauls, and all the big moments in between. So, whether you're stuck in a traffic jam on the way from Chibubur, or heading down to Penchuati on a bus, do yourself a favor and grab yourself an ice-cold bintang as we kick off this episode. Here are your hosts, John Baker and Josh Von Viana. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Cutting Oranges podcast. A uh, trip down the memory lane of the Jakarta Barbarians Cricket Club. Again, my trusty partner in crime, Josh Van Vianen, is here. Welcome, Josh. Baker, good to be back, mate. You almost stuffed up my name there. It was almost I, a little trip. I saw, I heard that. No, no, I, uh, I've had a few weeks of practice now, so uh, I'm onto it. And uh, before we throw over to the uh, Did You Know, we are joined with a by a very special guest, Kunal Desai. Kunal, welcome. Hi, John. Hi. Uh, Josh, I still can't say your full name, Van Vianen. That's close enough. That's Van. all right. It's Von Vianen. <laughs> oh, oh, Von. All right. It's a Von. All right, uh, Josh, before we uh, put uh, Canal through the uh, through the ringer, did you know? So as you, as you may be able to tell from Canal's uh, uh, name, he, he's of um, Indian origin. So I thought, you know, Indonesia has had quite a long history of uh, interaction with um, India. Actually, the name Indonesia comes from the Latin Indus, and which means India, Indus Valley, the Indus River, and Nisos, which means island. So it literally means Indian archipelago. And there's been a lot of interaction you know, over the years from the Sri Vijaya um, Empire, the Majapahit Empire, um, which were heavily influenced by Buddhism and then uh, Hinduism from the subcontinent. So. My fact, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw to Canal first as someone who lives lives in Jakarta, um, and ask him if he knows the answer to this one. Canal, how many yeah. Indians are living in Jakarta currently? Uh, the let me let me clarify that. You mean the Indian Indians coming from India, or Indians who have been here uh, as Indonesian citizens? Once again, you've got to be a little bit careful with the questions you ask me because I've looked this up online. I'm gonna say. Uh, Indians living and working in Jakarta, you you just take a stab at it. Right. So my guess would be, uh, I think around 4,000 of them. That would be my guess. Well, the Indian diaspora is uh, notoriously quite quite big in most countries. And in Jakarta, you're quite far off. Actually, it's 19,000. In Jakarta. Wow. Okay. This number's probably gone up. That's huge. And, you know, that's yeah. also links to the, you know, and they've, they've also... You know, it's also interesting, you know, the Indian diaspora here has also had a, a big impact on cricket played in Jakarta. So right. you know, I thought that was uh, an interesting fact to hit you with. Wow, yeah, that is uh, that is news to me. 19,000, that's that's a that's a relatively decent number, yeah? Uh, looking at the embassy, I thought that number would be quite low because of the shit service that they provide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, thank God this is public, yeah? Yeah, you better send a link to them. Let them know. Have you had a few run-ins recently, or is this just an ongoing thing? Ah, oh, fuck yeah, man! This is just it's ridiculous. Like I had, uh, I, I had to go to the embassy like a year. I think it was two years ago, and uh, it's just, it's just so so funny. I had to get my passport renewed. Oh, that was not two years ago. This was five years ago, and so to renew the passport, of course, you need to take in a bunch of documents, right? And the Indian embassy being there, they need five copies of everything. So lucky me, I only went in with four. So I was missing a copy. So I asked the Indian embassy, all right, I'm missing one copy. Can you can you please print this out for me? And they said, oh, sorry, we don't have a printer. I said, okay. So, so where should I go to get a printout? He said, you can go to the Dutch embassy, which is right opposite the Indian embassy, and get a printout there. I was like, okay. 
that's interesting. That's a nice way to, uh, you know, uh, get the Indians to go to the Dutch embassy for a printout. Anyway, so I go to the Dutch embassy and uh, I'm trying to figure out, you know, where exactly should I go? And so the security guard looks at me, looks at my face and says, yes, sir, please go to the right. And that's where all the Indians were. Uh, trying to take off. Yeah, trying to print out. And, uh, you know, they had some other services there as well, taking a, a photograph or something. Uh, so <laughs> that was outsourced to the Dutch embassy. And I was like, damn, this is so cheap and embarrassing, man. I mean, I mean, how can an embassy not afford a printer? Yeah. Uh, uh, I like, well, I was, I was talking about the, you know, I talked about the strong Indian influence in the early years of the you know, what was right. in the, the Malay archipelago, but it's now Indonesia. But I'm, I didn't really understand that they'd, um, you know, taken on that level of bureaucracy. You know, often oh. in Indonesia, you're asked for three to four copies of things. And I, I feel like I now understand where that came from. Yeah, yeah. It's probably coming from that side as well. Those, <laughs> those were passed on, I guess. And, the, and in, in Indonesia, though, the, the places where you need to get a lot of copies, say, for example, a, 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 you know, a passport or a... Right. Or a driver's license, they have a guy with a photocopy who set up a little business right next door. Exactly, right. Inside so, the compound that's yeah, ready yeah. to go. And that's not a bad idea. So you pay that guy 2000 or or whatever it is for, for it's still a premium, but hey, nobody cares because they need it right there, right? And yeah, so that's what happened. And and I, I found out like three, uh, just to end that story, I found out like two years ago that, that the Dutch embassy found out about it and they, they were like, these these guys are coming in and using too much of the printer, so so they decided to close that service. And so now anyone who had to get a printout had to walk like one kilometer away uh, just to get a printout. So I don't know what the current status is, whether they still have a printer or not. So this is yeah. five years ago, right? This is five years ago. Yeah, that's you're not God, you're not harboring God. any ill feelings from five years ago about your uh, one copy short going line up at the um, Dutch embassy episode, are you? I still it, feel it. Yeah, I feel I like this gonna, has lived on with you. Anybody yeah. out there listening wants to hit up Baker on Twitter and let us know if the uh, Indian Embassy has now purchased the printer. Um, do, do let us know, and uh, we'll be happy to up, update you in the next episode. Do you have a selfie? Do you have a selfie from you, from your time in the line? I can put that photo online as well. <laughs> I don't have that. You can put that in the you show know, notes. <laughs> no, I was. I was. It was. I came back from an overnight flight, and at nine o'clock in the morning, I was made to go to the Dutch Embassy. To get a photograph and a printout so yeah not my best experience and you know and you know the dutch were charging a premium on that i can see probably did as yeah. a dutchman oh yeah ah you have you have some dutch in you i'm josh cornelius clements maria von vianen yeah i'm dutch oh wow i definitely did not know that full name the, the von vianen bit didn't give it away uh no not very good with uh finding out where people come from based on their last names there you go. I found out a lot of things from that. Did you know? Um, not least, uh, <laughs> Canal's very public review of the uh, Indian uh, embassy in Jakarta. Yeah, that was five years ago. So I'm pretty sure that things have improved. No, I still want to stay here. I still have to go to them, John. So um, you're already apologizing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so I'm pretty sure they have improved. And uh, oh, yeah. Let us know on the next podcast. <laughs> Um, so Canal, um, yeah. How how did you end up in Indonesia? Um, I'm not sure if you're leaving, um, given that you may not get a, a renewal passport. But how did you uh, how did you arrive? Uh, so so it's so Indonesia. Like it was a weird decision on my side. So I think I have to go back a bit to where I was before uh, I came to Indonesia. So before Indonesia, I did my uh, master's degree in uh, US. Uh, this was uh, based in Texas, USA. So I worked there for a, for a couple of years as well. It was with an oil and gas company. And they decided to give me an option. They said that, Kunal, uh, you know, you have two options. You can either move to Edmonton, Canada, or you can move to somewhere closer to home, which is six months in Dubai. And after that, you'll get to go to Indonesia. So Canada sounded very enticing at first. So I decided to look it up and I... And I saw what I saw was I saw the temperatures in Edmonton, Canada. And when I saw the temperatures, I decided that no fucking way I'm going to Canada. So that was like, you know, and I spoke to some people. They said, they asked me, like, are you sure you can survive in these temperatures? I said, I mean, yeah, why not? Okay. And the next question they asked me is that, do you know how to chain your tires? And I was like, what the fuck do you mean by chain your tires? What does... <laughs> 
what does that mean? No, seriously, I have no clue. I still don't have any clue. What do you mean by chaining your tires? Apparently, it's a thing you do when you're driving in the snow. And, and you know, I was like, I'm going to get killed if I go to Canada. You know, because I was supposed to drive these uh, these four by four uh, oil and gas trucks, whatever you call that. I mean, everyone gets that, you know, it was part of the job. So and you had to haul pipe and everything um, to all these oil and gas uh, rigs. So I was like, no fucking way. I'm not doing that. So I said, put me in Dubai, please. And after that, I went to Dubai. And after Dubai, I was moved to Indonesia. So that's my that's my journey, you know. And And funny enough, I had absolutely no clue about Indonesia. I didn't do any research. Uh, so it was like a very, it, w- it was like, wow, okay. When I came to Indonesia, I was like pleasantly surprised because what, I had no clue what to expect. What, what year here. was this? This would have been 2011 that I moved to Indonesia. And you hadn't, you hadn't visited before and, and you, your first posting was Jakarta? No, my first posting was uh, a town called Balikpapan. It's okay. it's an it's uh, in a separate island of Kalimantan. Yeah. Uh, so that's 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 an oil and gas, or at least it used to be an oil and gas town, and that's where I started my journey in in in, in Indonesia. I was there for a year and a half, and that's actually where I met Andrew Barnes in Balikpapan. Okay. Yeah. So just for those for the listeners who who aren't you know haven't spent too much time here, um, Kalimantan is is on the island. It's the Indonesian part of the island of Borneo. So I think, you know, there's a bit of a theme, you know, uh, recurring, a recurring theme going on here where people have turned up, myself included, um, on short notice, haven't really thought about it, done not a lot of research and just sort of turned up to this mystery set of islands and got stuck in. I don't, I, we, we yet to t- speak of anyone who's, uh, you know, really thought about their, uh, their um, journey here. They've just turned up. So I'm starting to see that. That's, that's quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, seriously, no research done. It's just like you, Josh, as you mentioned, um, just decided to pack my bags and come to Indonesia. So you arrive in Balikpapan, you yep. bump in the Banzi. Was that through work or? Yeah, it was through work. Banzi was, uh, uh, back in the day, Banzi was managing our, for, for, uh, was the freight forwarders who was managing our logistics uh, for my com- for our company. So uh, we met, we met, you know, just as a, as a, business meeting, I would say. And during that meeting, Banzi looked at me and probably guessed that, okay, he's from India, so he probably plays cricket. So he asked me like, uh, you know, hey, uh, are you interested in playing cricket? I said, sure. So, and he wasn't sure, you know, he knew that I was staying in Balikpapan. He said, if you're ever in Jakarta, come on and uh, give me a call and, you know, we can, we can do a practice session together or something. So that, that was, that was uh, my, introduction to Barnes as well and, and not through him it's good so to see gonna... that the recruitment that the recruitment went you know past some late night beers in a pub so was that over a beer or was that like i said oh. was that in the business meeting uh it was actually not over a beer it was in a business meeting in the afternoon if i recollect correctly because uh, because I think Barnsley was very professional back in the even now I would say but back because he didn't know me he didn't know me that well <laughs> uh, he, uh, so he, he was meeting me as as more as a as a customer yeah so me as a customer him as a supplier so so the meeting was um, uh, in the afternoon it was a night re- nice restaurant in Balikpapan I think it was Oceans if I'm not mistaken. And, and he was he was proposing to put you on a trial if you were ever in Jakarta, you know, get you in the nets. I'm not hearing straight to field. I'm hearing nets. Yeah, nets. It was the nets. He said uh, he said if you're interested, then we can we can play together. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I, I it was I I'm sure it was 2011. So I'm not even sure if that time was when the Barbarians was incorporated or it was still all Topi. I'm not sure. That would have been Topi Barbarians. Um, 22nd of July, 2012 is when the Barbarians That's true. first right. meeting happened. Um, right. And then the JCA season that year would have probably kicked off in October, November, um, mm-hmm. if I'm not wrong. So, so yeah, so so 18 months in Balikpapan, and then you moved to Jakarta? Right. Then I moved to Jakarta. That's correct. <laughs> but probably a few months into the season that you would have then joined or started playing cricket in Jakarta then or did you get to a few net sessions first or were you roped into a game 
Uh, I got into the net sessions first. I, I contacted Bonzi and I think at that time we were still using BlackBerry Messenger. So mm-hmm. we had a group on uh, we mm-hmm. had a group on BlackBerry Messengers, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think Bonzi, I don't have any of the messages and it's been 10, eight, nine years. But yeah, Bonzi introduced me as as you know the Indian fast bowler and he asked me to come down on the nets. And at that time we were playing in the Sultan Hotel. The nets yep. were in the Sultan Hotel. Uh, Sultan Hotel, yeah. Sultan Hotel, yeah. So, yeah, so I came in and uh, I remember my first day I, I came in and Tim Gutzel was there and he was he was padded up and he was batting. Ruben was there uh, and uh, yeah, Banzi was there and he said, yeah, why don't you take a ball? And, and I think what he, I, if I remember correctly, he said Tim is the guy who, let, who will let you know or decide if you want to be if he will get you in the team. So mm-hmm. uh, Tim Gutzel was the captain, I think, back then. Yes, he or was, was yeah. appointed the captain. Yeah. And yeah, so I bowled a few quick ones to Tim, and uh, he said, "Yeah, mate, welcome back." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know Tim's accent. Yeah, mate, welcome to the team. Sounds a bit Australian, but yeah, I'll yeah, well, I can't no, do accents. I can't do accents. Kiwi, yeah, wingy Kiwi accent. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested. So, maybe, maybe, but this is a question for both of you guys. So you know, just talking about the history of you know cricket in Jakarta. Then we had right. it was nets at, at a hotel. Yes. What was what yep. was going on there? No, was so the, the <clears throat> so. Uh, I think it was Steve Cheshire. Um, oh, yeah, he, yeah. he used to live, I think he used to live at the Sultan Hotel, which is on the Samungi um, sort of interchange. Couldn't even call it a roundabout really anymore, right? Overpasses and whatnot. Um, right on there, which is the really, really old Hilton, which um, is now called the Sultan Hotel and Residences. There's two tower blocks there that are residential towers. And then there's another one or two wings of, of the hotel. Um, and as part of that complex, um, a bit old now, but a massive, beautiful con- complex, there was about 14 tennis courts, two swimming pools, um, badminton saunas. I mean, it was just a, a massive sporting complex. Um, and the tennis courts had lights. And so I think somebody dropped off a really old um, sort of turf wicket that had been, you know, ripped off a, a, a wicket somewhere. Well, someone had some leftover old um, AstroTurf and we kept it at the Sultan. Um, I think we paid, paid them a small fee to, to rent their, one of their tennis courts. Um, and we would play in the evenings under lights um, and train under lights um, on the, it was more like a futsal court. It wasn't a tennis court. It was more like a futsal court. And we would roll this mat out and we would, it was basically a half length pitch mat. So you could roll it out, put in some plastic stumps or whatever um, I think we put one of the futsal nets behind as a bit of an automatic wicket keeper, um, just so people didn't have to go and chase the ball that would roll under the net, go into the drain, and uh, and yeah, we would we would we would practice in there. And eventually, um, I don't know if we've still got it, but there was the main kit, and then when we got a bit of extra kit over time, we ended up by having a training kit and a main kit, and the main kit had all the nice new stuff, and the training kit had some of the older stuff that was that was sort of on its last legs. But we would train there every Wednesday night, and then. Subsequently, I moved there and, and Ben Corbett was living there. So after Steve Cheshire left, we sort of took over the lease and the management of that with the Sultan management. And we would train there, um, as I said, every every Wednesday night when it wasn't raining, particularly during dry season. It was it was fantastic. And then because uh, it was Wednesday night, Wednesday night, ladies, ladies night, we would yep. um, we would uh, all live close by, reconvene uh, somewhere else later that night for a few sherbets to uh, rehydrate. Oh, yeah. that, was that was that place quite near where I'm living now? Was it? Uh, yeah, that's the Sultan Hotel. Oh, I I completely f- forgot that Josh was never there. Yeah, for Sultan Hotel. It was a little wow. bit far to travel up from Bogor for a, for a, oh, for a yeah, Wednesday night training yeah, session. Yeah, right? I, think, I think I was probably still in New Zealand, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but but Josh, I mean, uh, let me tell you, those were some good memories for me. Uh, Wednesdays, Wednesday nights in in the Sultan Hotel. I think we had two or three hours of practice which was really good and after that uh, was a nice uh, relaxing session so if it was sane we'd, we'd go down to the uh, to, to our sponsors bar molly's um and then you know if it was to get a bit stupid um you know it was either go back have a quick shower and then meet a dragonfly or blowfish or something for a for a nightclub <laughs> out on a wednesday night <laughs> Um, yeah. or, or, you, you know, know you say, I might not have been there, but I, I know what, I know how those yeah, places yeah. go on a Wednesday or, night. 
or um or you know when we got the clubhouse um i think early on in the clubhouse we um we would you know go to the clubhouse i think after training but it was a bit of a crossover i don't think there was that much clubhouse action with the training but i can't really remember right yeah, right yeah i remember i remember the molly's sessions and it was molly's and then uh, it used to be sometimes it used to be maxi bars yeah and, yeah, yeah yeah would we go to maxi bar um yeah. because particularly in the pub sixes, right? Maxi Bar would right. sometimes sponsor as yeah. well. So we'd, yep. we'd, we'd sometimes pop in there. Right. I think that was guys, all. Half the guys lived in Kamang and Chipote and Chillandark and these places. So it was sort of on the way home for them anyway. True. Um, so, you know, they'd stop by, let the traffic sort of die down and, and then keep going home. Man, I miss Maxi. It was, it, was, it was like our unofficial clubhouse, yeah, back in the day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so 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 in the BBM group, you're told that uh, you get the call up, you get the nod from uh, Captain Tim. Yeah. And, so, uh, so where was your yeah. first game? Uh oh man, this I I probably don't remember, but I would I would take a wild guess and say it was, it was Chibubur. I think we were still in the in the League Two back then. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if that both leagues, but we were in the lower league. Yes. And back in the day, the the Rebels were our rivals. I would say. Uh, because they we were, were in Division this, One, yeah, they, they were in Division yeah, One. Yeah, but but I, I thought we had some crossover games. I'm not sure, but I always heard about the fact that they were our rivals. I guess because they were the the other expat team. I would say. Yeah, well, right? we've now joined together. We we played a game together on uh, on Sunday, actually. So things have come full circle. We're now the RB United for this season. Um, That's nice. Yeah, yeah, lots of those guys are still around. So yeah, it's yeah. nice. But uh, but what happened was I think in the T20 league it was just one combined league um, mm-hmm. during the dry season so I think we would have played them there right but, um, during the main 35 over season um, we were in Division Two they were in Division One and then the year right. that we won well we came on top but we didn't win because they did that final series that I think didn't make a lot of sense um, right. we then crossed over and went up into Division One and they were in the lowest two teams in Division One they crossed down into Division Two. Right. Yeah, so I remember we, that. We, yeah, we that was crossed that, over. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Never that. recovered from that Rebels relegation, did they? No, they didn't. Nah, Rebels they, relegation. They, there you go. They they also had an exodus of some good players that were like key to their setup. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll tell you what happened, right? So, you know, going to footy training, um, Jakarta Bintang's footy training on the Thursday night. Mm-hmm. We would be, you know, Corbett, Bruni, and I. We used to top a lot of shit from the from the footy players that would play for the Rebels. Oh, you're in Division 2. Oh, you shit. Oh, you this. Oh, you that. And then I tell you, a lot of those guys went very quiet when uh, when the crossover happened <laughs> because uh, we got a little bit chirpy all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> so do you remember much from your first game? I mean, did you bowl? Did you bat? I probably you... bowled, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't remember um, too much from my first game. I mean, we've only played a few. We've only played, you know, I've, I've heard these rumours that you used to bowl a bit of fire, a bit of heat. <laughs> get batsmen bouncing around on the crease back, you know, standing mm-hmm. way back in the crease. You know, people were scared. I played a couple of games with you. Uh, we didn't play a lot of league games together, I don't think. At some yeah. you know, I think really in the early, maybe in my first season, there was quite a bit of crossover between me and you, but right. I definitely didn't see the heat that people used to talk about, you know. So I, I'm wondering sort of what happened there and you know, how mm. did you how did you go from Mm. No, what happened, Canal? Sh- yeah, to a, a show of actar type bowler to a, uh, uh, I don't know. Danny I would Morrison say type I would say one of the best combinations in the league was me at first slip and Canal opening the bowling, and then <laughs> oh, yeah. Canal decided to break up the partnership. What happened, Canal? <laughs> I remember you taking some nice catches, John. Right, Thank right you. there. Right. Thank you. Yeah. No, right everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, what can I say, Josh? I mean, uh, the hate. Mm, that got kind of doused by the laugh that I got. <laughs> so horrible. <laughs> you better not put that. You can probably edit that out. But no, to be no, no, that's staying. No, I think that's, that's staying. Yeah, I think. Staying. Tell us well, about. Tell us about the love, mate. Tell us well, about the love. Well, the, well, the group consensus is that uh, my bowling went to shit as soon as I fell in love. So we'll we'll stick to that theory. It's not and, that theory. Yeah. It's the reality. Um, <laughs> you're doing a horrible job of explaining this. Allow me to take over. <clears throat> so Canal fell in love, and um, and there was a there's a there's congratulations a, by the way. Yeah, well, well done, Canal. 
there's Thank an you. inverse there's an inverse trend where his bowling went to absolute shit. Um, the more in love that he got, um, and I think other priorities in his life other than you know taking a bag full on a, on a on a dirty Sunday morning after with a hangover um, took precedence. So he started complaining about his shoulder, right? Oh my shoulder, my shoulder. Oh my shoulder's not right. My shoulder's not right. And so I don't know where it started, but. There was this theory that, you know what, he must be spooning his missus. His missus is resting her head <laughs> on his shoulder when they're, when they're obviously spooning and sleeping and snuggling or whatever. And that was really putting out his shoulder and, uh, and that, that, you know, basically his bowling just went. Um, and that was, that was doing the rounds. Yep. So, I... so pace is inversely proportional to love. No, he started getting wayward as well. The radar went off. Um, yep. I mean, it just it just really all turned to shit. I mean, sometimes he would want to bowl spin. Yeah, I agree, John. My my bowling went to shit as soon as I fell in love. But did uh, your batting get better? Ah, I never got the chance. But whenever I did, I did, did score some runs. Yeah, you know, I wasn't I was never really interested in batting. I can't yeah. see jack shit from that helmet. Yeah, and the edges all look the same uh, in the scorebook as well. <laughs> So, so yeah, John, I mean, um, yeah, you're right about the shoulder theory, you know, so we'll, we'll stick to that theory because I, you know, when you told me the, about the shoulder theory, I thought it was right. So I, I, instead of me spooning my wife, I tried my, I tried, I told my wife if she can spoon me, that didn't work out too well. So, <laughs> uh, you know, so we went back to the, the usual and uh, yeah, there it is. And I, my shoulder is still not right, but yeah, you know what, it's worth it. Is it the permanent injury of marriage or the, the permanent the... injury of marriage, you know, and now I'm holding a kid with that hand. So, uh, yeah, that, that's getting stronger again. Maybe you're getting stronger uh, again. Yeah. It's, it's sort of a, yeah, you're right. It's sort of, <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. it, uh, Tim Gutzel took it quite seriously because after, after every game or every practice session, he used to take me to the side and he used to say, Kunal, I'm being doing this exercises for my shoulder and, and you should do them too. And he, he showed me some really like, core exercises with dumbbells and and you know Tim Tim Gutzel was was very serious about his game so and he always used to give me good advice about my shoulders I, I never heard any of it but but yeah did he have the same uh love marriage problem um did Tim? he identify and you know, I, that challenge yeah, I'm assuming because uh, he took me to the side and he you know he explained these things to me like he was facing it himself so I'm assuming that you know <laughs> Uh, he well, probably had the same issues. You have raised an interesting point, and you know, just looking back, you know, hopefully Tim will elaborate this on this when he when he comes on. But now that I think about it, when he proposed from that point onwards, his runs did tend to become a bit miserly. So maybe maybe there's something in there. Yeah. So you met your missus when? Was it 2013? Was it? Yeah, it was 2013 that I met her. Like uh, it was, uh, it was at uh, you know we met through common friends, and actually we met at Eastern Promise, which is uh, a bar that probably keeps coming up a lot of times in this podcast. Uh, it's a bar in Kamang, if uh, for people who don't know, and it's it's a very popular bar. So uh, it was a regular hangout for us. Uh, as bar, yeah, as bar I'm, I'm happy to hear that some of the matches made in Eastern Promises at Eastern Promise have been um, long term. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, when you, I mean, it was, wasn't the place that uh, uh, my wife, she, her name is Putri. She, it was her first time there as well. And she was with uh, one of our colleagues, his exes as well. Uh, so uh, that's how I met her. The, the colleague's ex is a good friend of mine as well. So we, uh, that's how we got to know each other through. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, it was probably through a, uh, during a cricketing event as well. It was probably one of our drinking sessions after cricket. On a, on oh, must have, oh, oh. Yeah, must have no. been. She must have had a few as well, because you know, yeah. you know when you walk into when you walk into Eastern Promise and the barbarians yep. are yep. on the on the tail end of a big Sunday session, I'm not sure <laughs> you're making good life decisions no. by targeting any of those blokes. Mm -hmm. he's, he's like he's he's in his whites, but he's like, oh, I'm not with them. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah. I, I I've yeah. got one. So. So you you don't remember your first game, which is a bit of a disappointment. So we're gonna we're gonna say you got a duck, probably. Okay. Um, your bowling may have been good, it may have may have not. We we're not sure. Um, right. Unfortunately, the stats applications weren't uh, implemented at that point, so we can't look back and 
you can right. basically say what you want. Um, yeah. But you you sort of not taking that opportunity to tell extreme lies, so that's good. But what about you know? There must be some games that you do remember, and you know there mm -hmm. must be some on field highlights. On field highlights that yeah that you you know right. fight with your bags or mm -hmm. you know, knocking blokes over or you you know you used to be yeah. fast. So I'm assuming there's some, a few toe breakers in there or a few games that we may have won. Yeah, uh, yeah. There there are actually uh, that a couple of highlights uh, that I, I had in mind and I, I thought through them actually. Uh, funny enough, I never thought about my first game, but I did think uh, I did think through these highlights. So I think for me, the number one was uh, we had this, uh, we were playing against an Indian team, of course, you know, the um, JCA is full of, uh, full of uh, teams uh, which have Indians in them, but uh, there was this one nasty dude. Yeah, I, I'll call him nasty. I won't say any names, but uh, let's just say that uh, he was old and he were... <laughs> And he, and he wears glasses. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, so, you so you probably, uh, know, I guess you can take a wild guess, but no names. Though. Anyways, uh, he's not, he wasn't very liked, but, uh, you know, not very liked by the barbarians. So uh, I was opening the bowling. And I remember that uh, I started the bowling and I bowled a few balls. First two balls were okay. The third ball, I, I bowl a full toss and he whacks me. Uh, this was in, in Chibubur. So, uh, you know, one side of Chibubur is quite short, right? Depending on which side you're playing. Uh, so that was whacked right up the ground. So hit me for a six in the first ball, of your, uh, in the first over. Um, I come in in the, in the next ball and I ball an absolute peach of a delivery. You know, it's, it has to be one of my best deliveries. And I think it fell on the middle stump, stump and it, it was an off cutter and it just took his off stump off. And the look on his face was absolutely priceless. He was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And I think that was probably the best bowl I've ever bowled, uh, uh, you know, in, in, the, in, in my, in my, let's say barbarians career. So I think that highlight, I hold it, hold it in my mind as, you know, a really good one. Did you give him a send-off or a bit of a look or? No, no, I, I wish, you know, Banzi and the others are pretty good at that. But so, I, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I decided to, you know, just, just stick to, just stick to that. So uh, funny enough though, after, uh, you know, after that adrenaline dried out, uh, um, I bowled like six wides after that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and. And uh, and this was re uh, this was when Ben Burgess was the captain. So and Ben Burgess like comes to me and say, "What the fuck are you doing?" You know, you and you know when Burgess is angry, you go like, "What the hell, man? This is something really bad." Yeah, and he said, "Finish your over, and then you're out." <laughs> that was a so, peach of a delivery, but you're yeah, out. Yeah, it was a peach of a delivery, and I, I I think that over went well, and and the the next one went well, and then the third over that when I came in, and this is something that John talked about earlier was you know how I went, I was wayward right all the way, so so that started happening. So I guess once I started losing that rhythm, you know, uh, it just didn't come back. So yeah, so yeah. I tell you, when I when I was captaining you, I mean, I wasn't captain. I was only a stand-in captain. But uh, those right. those few times where I was captain, and you know, towards the end of your shoulder degradation, <laughs> I would uh, I'd only use you in two or three over spurts. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't rely on you yeah, for a four yeah, or five over yeah. stint. Right. Yeah. So I think those two three over spurts were were good for me because I think after that I kind of started losing my my rhythm. Yeah. 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 And, and I think there was uh, another one and I think we won the game. So this is uh, not, not my bowling, but my fielding contribution, which doesn't happen, uh, happen too much. Um, right. we, again, we were playing in Chibubur and I was uh, I'm not the best of catchers as John would, uh, would probably <laughs> <laughs> let you know later. Uh, so I missed a lot of catches. So anyway, so, uh, you know, we, we were, uh, I don't remember too much of the game because uh what happened was okay. I was standing on, um, what is that? Mid, mid on. I would say mid on, and uh, the guy smacks the ball, and I see it, you know. And and the first thing in my mind is, holy shit, you know, this I'm gonna drop this one, yeah. So I go running, running, running. <laughs> it, it, it's coming really fast, yeah. So and I had to run across. And, can't be going, and, can't be going that fast if you're running, running, running. The fast ones you don't really have much time to run. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm just saying it how how I interpret it, yeah. So it would have been fast because I'll tell you what happened. I caught the ball. Yeah. I did catch the ball and I was super excited. I caught the ball and I'm cheering and I threw the ball up in the air and 
after I caught the ball, something doesn't feel right. And I look at my finger and holy crap, it looks like a noodle, you know? So uh, that catch I took kind of, it looked like it broke my finger and uh, my, my, my fingers on my left hand were completely swollen. So I had to retire from the game after that catch. So what happened was I took the catch and I, and I, and you know, the, the, the field saw my fingers and they said, holy shit, man, you got to get out of here. So Ruben was there. Ruben was still playing with the Barbarians back then. So he had a driver and he said that, you know, let my driver take you to the hospital. So after that, I went to the hospital and the hospital checked it and they, they said that, yeah, that's a fracture. So I caught it, but, um, and we won the match just to let you know, to end the story on a good note. And <laughs> so I think that catch kind of contributed to the Barbarians winning that game. What it also did was uh, it broke my finger, which has not, hasn't healed completely until now. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. So my middle finger right now, I can't bend it completely. If I bend it, I don't know, John, if you're on video, so you can probably see it. Mm. It looks like a prostate massager. <laughs> you can see it on my video. Now, I, now I can't bend it. it. Yeah. yeah. And you, you remember that um, umpire from New Zealand? What, what was his name? He was that funny guy. The guy with to... Billy Bowden with arthritis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Billy Bowden. You see, you know, that's that's what my finger is. And this is this is a barbarian's injury. If you can what see the body video. on the line for the barbarians. I like it. Mate. I there's did. A, yeah. There's yeah. been a few chips to that chip. Did you go to the Chippewa hospital at the junction or? No, no. My, I mean, I mean, I was taken to Jakarta hospital. I, you know, I had no clue about any of the hospitals. That was my first trip to a hospital in Jakarta. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess they didn't fix my finger good enough. So can I ask, were you running towards the ball to catch it or were you running away from it? <laughs> I was running sideways, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's cryptic that doesn't yep. answer the question i was I, no this is serious i was running sideways and i caught the ball and i'm pretty sure that you must you probably were there in that game and your first thought would have been holy shit he's gonna drop it and yeah <laughs> it's like i'll write that one off he at best he's yeah, saving yeah, a four yeah at best he's saving a four yeah you know it's and it's funny you say that because uh one game the four that i saved won us the league i don't remember if that was a t20 but we were playing against the rebels at Gandhi and Enzo was balling and we need, and the rebels needed, I think around six runs from the over. It was the last over. And I was standing right next to the wicket keeper. I think it's like very close fine leg or whatever you call it. Um, fine leg third man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was close to the keeper and the, the batsman flicked the ball. And that was one of the best saves that I did. And I, 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 I'm assuming it's T20 because I'm pretty sure it was against the Rebels and it was at Gandhi. I think I That's where that. we usually you, played. I think the, I remember the that. Right? You, re you really got down and behind it. You're like, you yeah, just, like, you yeah. threw your whole body behind it. Because, I did. Yeah. yeah. And, and just, just thinking about that gets me excited again. And, uh, you know, Enzo was probably going to go another round. He's going to go another round. He's in Jakarta yeah, now. He's in. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so that, that game, like, uh, won us the title against the Rebels. I think, uh, yeah, if it was T20, doesn't matter, but uh, that was a big game for us. Lindsay was there. Uh, Enzo was there. Hankin, Tim. I don't think we've yeah. ever won a T20 title, but I think we... Probably it was either first, that probably or... Probably our first or victory was, against... It, it, uh, yeah, yeah. Probably our first victory against Rebels, maybe. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a title, I would say, but it was... Yeah, you're right. It was a first victory against Rebels. That something we enjoyed, nice. I guess, after that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. A reason so, to celebrate. Yep. Yeah, that was good. But so yeah, <laughs> so these are me. these are uh, three of my highlights. As you can see, two of them are fielding and one is bowling. So that kind of explains what happened as I to my barbarians cricketing career. Very good. And uh, how about um, how about off field highlights? I think one of the off field highlights would be the longest party I've ever had in Jakarta, and uh, that would that would be with you, my partner in crime, John Baker. Oh. <laughs> so what do, uh, what do you mean by longest party i mean it wasn't continuous uh, it wasn't continuous but if you would consider uh where i ended up with the same clothes that i wore on a friday night yes uh, that would be considered the longest party wasn't it so the story goes is, is like this uh so i was uh, i was between jobs so i was going to go back to india for a few months and uh, uh i was having a send-off party for the for the barbarians in Mollies. 
and uh, that that at that time Molly's was our usual hangout place. So I think it was a it was a happening place back then as well, yeah, because we had they had a live band as well, uh, going on. So every I think a lot of people showed up. And after Molly's uh, was done, we had a shitload of beer in Molly's. And after Molly's, we uh, we went to the usual place, uh, uh, which is X2. Not really usual, I would say, but, uh, you know. Uh, it wasn't the first time we'd done the Molly's X2 combo. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, uh, that's that's definitely a two-go place. And that place has unfortunately yeah. closed down. And it, it is a bit of a natural progression. I mean, I, I've been to Yeah, it is. Also. Yeah, You go through a pub a club like x2 exactly and it's easy right it's, yeah it's across the car park yeah you don't have yeah. to sit through traffic right josh yeah. did you ever go to x2 do you oh, know yeah, i've been to x2 several times yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know what you know how that place is like right yeah so yeah, for sure yeah so it was that time when uh you know i had also just started dating my missus uh so my uh so she was there as well in x2 uh she came in with uh I would say uh, another other uh, another friend over there. So me, uh, I think, I, and I don't remember how many of us actually went to X two, but I remember Ben Corbett probably was there, if I'm not mistaken. I think Saba from the Bintangs. I think it was quite a crew. We had five or yeah, six guys. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and what ended up happening is John Baker decided to open up a few bottles of vodka, if I'm not mistaken. It was my farewell party. And uh, John Baker thought that it would be a good idea to open up a few bottles of vodka. So why not? Um, one at a time. One at a one time. At, one at a time, let's say. Yeah, one at a time. So, um, so the X2, usually uh, the clubs in Jakarta are closing, usually close at around three or four. Uh, so by the time it was three o'clock, we got so pissed drunk. And I wasn't going to leave to India anyways. So I thought, you know what? I want to continue this party. So what, what should we do next? So a bright idea came into my mind. And I told Baker, like, you know what? Let's go to Bali. And Baker, <laughs> Baker was of course, like, why not? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Baker was like, okay. I mean, what's your plan, champ? You're going to India. When do you want to go to Bali? I said, we want to go right now. I want to go to Bali right now. It was three three o'clock in the morning, and I was there with Baker, and I think I was there, uh, and also of course my missus was there. Uh, we were just dating back then, and uh, there were uh, there were a few other people. So. Uh, all of us are pissed drunk and i said i don't care i want to go to bali and i want baker to join with me and we decided to drive from x2 straight to the airport and we decided to go to the lion air counter and book the ticket to bali for i think it was at 7 a.m flight and yeah in the same stinky ass cigarette clothes we flew from x we went from x2 and we landed in bali and that is the longest party that I've ever had with John Baker, and the Lion Air flight. My only, <laughs> my only flight on a Lion Air flight, and legroom is yeah. not their uh, selling point. You know, <laughs> but it was like delayed for like three or four hours on the tarmac, and there was no air conditioning, <laughs> and it was absolutely rank. Yeah. So, sure. so Lion Air is one of those flights that has regular flights to Bali at that time, at least. So that was the only flight available, and. I could see Baker was, I've never seen Baker that scared, so, you know? I've like, never seen you that scared because uh, <laughs> when we were coming in to land in Bali, right, I think you're a slightly nervous uh, flyer. I was nervous. I'm not and denying you were, that. And you, I were, was you, were bounce, you were bouncing around in your seat and I said, uh, and I think I whispered something in your ear because I was sitting in the very back row. Right? <laughs> yes, you were. I you whispered were. something in your ear and I said, um, because it was a few weeks earlier, they'd missed the runway. You know that yeah. landed it early in Bali, right? It, and I think yeah, I whispered, it was, wasn't it? And yeah. I, yeah, and I whispered in your ear. I said, "Hey, you know they fucked this one up a few weeks ago, so uh, hold tight." <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work well when you're still pissed drunk and you're still hungover, and you decided to, to whisper something in my ear. And, uh, but but uh, j- just for the just to for people to imagine, uh, John Baker. Uh, I think John, what's your height? Six six five. Six I'm not four. Yeah. six four. Six, yeah, three, six, and four. you you yeah. you got the last seat, right? And yeah. the, the leg room is absolutely non-existent and Correct. you can't even change the seat. I mean, you can't even move the seat back. Yeah, exactly. So you, you probably got some hip damage from that flight. I'm pretty sure. Explains a lot yeah. of things. <laughs> but yeah, Josh, so, so that, that was one epic party and I decided to do it because you know what the fuck I'm going back to India for a few a few months anyways. That so was really just... painful. That was really painful because <laughs> I had to go to Balik Papan on the Sunday for work for a right. Monday morning meeting. Right. And the only flight I could get back 
because we stayed Saturday night. But the only flight we could get back, I could get back, sorry, because I left you guys in Bali. But the only way I could get back was I had to pay for a business class Garuda yep. flight on the way back. And after that line that. flight, and after yep. that line flight, there was no way I was doing Because <laughs> you guys, oh, book a return. I'm like, no, I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll work out a Garuda. Yeah. I'll work out a flight on the way yeah. back. And I remember the, the, that hotel that we stayed at, yeah. right? You had to pay for everything. Like, right, right. It was plus towel, plus soap, <laughs> plus air conditioning, plus to get the fan working, plus to get hot water in the shower, right? It was like just plus, 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 you know, and it was like 200000 for the room. Yeah. But then it was yeah. like the end, the room ended up by costing like $1.2 million by the, by the time you actually wanted it to be a proper hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah. why are we staying here? And you're like, oh, you know, I'm going back to India, whatever. We'll just stay wherever, you know, we're somewhere hey, not going to spend any time. And, and oh, God, it was horrible. And the other thing you were really <laughs> caught up on, I remember the other thing you were really caught up on was, let's see the sunrise in Jakarta and let's see the sunset in, in Bali. Yeah. And of course, you know, eventually yeah. when we got in, it was like two or three o'clock and God, we were exhausted. Yeah. Um, I think you and I just crashed out for a few hours. We did, we did, yeah. Sleep. But we did, we did, we missed the sunset, but we woke up at night though. And yeah, you decided to light up some fireworks on the beach. I remember Me? that. Did I? Yeah. I don't yeah. remember. You remember sorry. buying fireworks uh, and you 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 lit up some fireworks on the beach. So you got to Bali, had a, had a few beers on the beach, or did you did you pump, we did, onto, yeah. the, pump onto La Vela or nah, like, no, I, I don't you know that was La Vela wasn't open. Uh, there was no pumping yeah. of clubs. There was no pumping. We were you know, Bali had consumed us by then. We were so yeah. I was tired as hell. Yeah, yeah, we were we were you just imagine like I had my sh- same shirt on. From X2 and Molly's, <laughs> and I was wearing that until like one o'clock in the mo- in the afternoon the next day. Can you imagine yeah. how how much that would have, you know? Oh, it was rank. It was yeah, it, it was, was one of the filthiest things I've done. <laughs> but but that that's an experience I will forever cherish with John Baker, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, when people ask me, you know, what was your wildest weekend in Jakarta like? I was like, oh, the one where I, you know, when Canal <laughs> Canal and I ended up in Bali from X2. <laughs> yeah, was a big night. Was, we were good close time. to the beach. Yeah, good, good fun. Yeah, I mean, Bali was good for the weekend for us, and uh, yeah, for you, and yeah, it was actually because uh, you know the, the the person I was dating back then is now you know uh, I'm now my wife. Uh, so oh, yeah, that's sweet, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so so you, so my you, part definitely has a happy ending. Do you so um do you credit do you credit that weekend uh with really sort of cementing the romance? Is that I, I, yeah absolutely because uh, I was gonna leave to India right so um, if it wasn't for that weekend then I, I would think that we wouldn't have been in touch so that kind of uh, helped cement my relationship with my wife so so by extension you're saying I was your ultimate wingman you were John Baker oh, if you thank want you. me to say that yes, uh, yes I would I say did. that you know? loaded question thank you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, give it a, it's a podcast about the barbarians. So I, 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 I would probably yeah, say yeah. the barbarians for you. To, to the it, barbarians, yeah. So I sacrificed um, my shoulder for that. So, yeah. Uh, Let's see. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, to be honest, right, you and I had a bit of a bromance there going for a while. You and I used to go out drinking fairly regularly. We did, yeah. We did. You know, and, and yeah, we had a good partnership off the field. We had a good partnership on the field. I used to snag all your, all your, all your catches at first slip. So That's uh, true. That's true, John. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Never, wouldn't really bat with you, but that's okay. Off the ends of the batting list. You know what? I um, wouldn't get you. I wouldn't get you run out. At least I'm not that person. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You and I'd be hitting boundaries, mate. Yeah, probably. So, uh, any other off-field highlights? I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big one. Yeah, I mean, so I think I think those are the pretty the two big ones. I would say that you know, uh, obviously, the big one that that you know, the big one to Bali that has still continued in my life. As we speak, and is that yeah. a story you're going to tell uh, your child or children when they grow up? Absolutely, I would say, and they, I, I would definitely tell my child to meet Uncle Baker. Do you, that he oh, was, he was. See, that's a good, that's a good character endorsement right there. <laughs> do you, do you, um, do you, do you and Putri talk about that weekend? We do, yeah, we do quite a bit oh, really? actually. Yeah, yeah. What's her yeah, recollections? I mean, do they vary, or are they? Uh, uh, are they on? Are they in sync? There, I, I have no idea what I was thinking. That was such a dumb idea. I can't believe I did that. That kind of thing. 
uh, yeah, I think she pretty much thinks that it was a dumb idea. Still, it was a fucking but... <laughs> dumb idea. It's fucking stupid. It was a dumb idea. We flying lioner straight from X two with no clothes whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know. But yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think overall with the barbarians, the time uh, it's just been great. Like you know, uh, our time at Maxi Bar, our time with at the Legends. I would say I think that that's gonna come up quite a bit as well uh, mm-hmm. as we go into the uh, with different people because uh, I think. Having those two days uh, in in uh, Panchawari was also a really good experience for me as well. Uh, I didn't attend all the legend sessions, but when I did, it was uh, I think the one I attended was when Adam Holyoke showed up, and uh, Adam Holyoke, uh, Dave, uh, was it? sorry man, I'm gonna miss this one. I'm already a few whiskeys down. Uh, <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> Dave, uh, what's the first of his name from Australia? Andy Bickle. No, no, no. Uh, the one who came with Adam Holyoke. Um, Adam Holyoke, Mark Greatback, uh, and uh, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Thompson. Jeff Thompson. Jeff, Jeff Thompson. Thompson. Oh, Jeff Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, those three, yeah, those, those three, yeah. yeah, those three came that was my in, first right, one. together. Yeah. So that was that was my first one as well. Uh, when all the cricketers showed up, and I think that that was an amazing time for all it was of a us. Day nighter, right? We did the day yeah, nighter one there, and and we stayed in the tents that Simsy bought for us, right? No, I no, remember. no. That, no, that was the pub sixes. Was a different one. Yeah, okay. that was a different I'm, one. I'm, I'm yeah, mixing, that was it, a pub mixing it together. Okay. No, Where we took a we... bus. We took a bus back to Jakarta that night, and it was. Oh yeah. And if yeah, you remember, yeah. down the bottom of the hill, it took us like two hours to get through that intersection yeah, at the bottom yeah, of the hill yeah, because yeah. Right. they still had all the, the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah they still yeah, had yeah. all the street markets on the street. They hadn't right, cleared off right. the, and then pushed them back. So it was like right. it just took. And there was like a twenty foot container trying to get through there as well. It was just really, really painful. Right. Um. And we ran out of beer actually on the way back. And uh, <laughs> probably my greatest claim to fame was I went and emptied out a, a, an Alpha Mart on that road. Um, oh, the glory days. The yeah, glory days. The glory days where you could buy, out, buy booze at any yeah. hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was so good. Yep. I spent yep. 70 bucks emptying every beer they had in there and uh, <laughs> keeping the party going on the bus. That's my claim to fame. Yeah. Um, so I remember when I first came here, you know, you, you know, one of the things I used to do is I'd often go to an Alpha Mart and Indomart and yep. sit outside and just, you know, it was all very new to me. So I'd sit in there and drink a beer and watch the world go by. But that was, that was only about a year and a half before they, they canned that and you couldn't right. you could no longer buy beers from the, uh, yeah. you know, Still, yeah, that, that rule was, uh, yeah, didn't work out. Yeah. So, I mean, that didn't make too many people happy, but yeah, it's still ongoing. Yeah. So yeah. Bali, you can still do it, but everywhere else, yeah. if not. Correct. Yeah. Those, I think those, they sell so, it after 10.30 or something. There's a, there's a curve. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I think all the all the legend stores and all the sessions at Baldi's have also been been a highlight. You know, it was always a good time. You know, you uh, you had people showing up with, uh, with drinks and a lot of good food as well. Uh, I remember uh, uh, Slaney bringing some of his meat there, mm, and that was yeah. always a good good time. Yeah, with all all the sausages and the and the stuff. Uh, yeah, it was all, it was just just great. Yeah, big barbecue. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Some, fat, some you know legendary cricketers yeah absolutely no, I, absolutely so just a fantastic time and and you know and you know with the barbarians none of us uh, you know we play good cricket we try to play the best as we can but you know we're not as serious as what you call some of the other teams are so we know how to have a good time yeah so i think that's that's one of the reasons that i decided to stick with the barbarians because I also had the option of joining other cricket teams in Jakarta. Who tried to steal you? Whoa. Well, nobody tried to steal me, but they, I mean, uh, you know, you always get asked because you know so many people from different teams, right? You like, hey, you want to come and play for us? But it's not not like a stealing thing because, of course, I'm not I'm not like a someone you want to steal. Like, it's not like you're a top performer of the team, but. Uh, um, they saw you falling in love and, you know, that, ah, that shoulder, it. that shoulder going. <laughs> yeah. Now, nah, but I mean, you know, I mean, you know, in the Indian community, you usually talk to people. So it's, it's, it's um, th- th- these are informal questions, not, not stealing per se, but, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's one. You reason. had other offers is what you're saying. Yeah. You had other offers. Maybe, maybe. Can I, can I put you on the spotty canal? I mean, now that you're back yeah. in Jakarta. Um, yeah. I mean, are you going to play for the barbarians again or what? Yeah, why not? I would, I would, I would, I would be happy to play if, uh, if, if needed. As I said, because I consider myself part of the old guard. Let's say, uh, you know, if, um, if Mate, you need me, what is I old can... is new again? Oh, is um, it? <laughs> you know, 
What is old is new again? And uh, Josh, are you the selection committee? You look you look like a selector. I'm the selector, the treasurer, the manager, and the uh, captain at the moment. Josh so, is a one-man uh, show for everything. Yeah, I but think, I mean, and I think Canal. I think what would be great, right, is if uh, yeah. maybe you, you, if you can stump up and play a few games, you can maybe tell some of the new guys what it used to be like in the in the oh. old in the old glory days, right? And um, like, yeah, create a bit of community, and uh, you know, it's not about reliving the old days, but perhaps right. giving them a few ideas to create their own memories moving forward as well, That's right? True. And, That's true. You know, look, maybe in a few in a few weeks, maybe we get one of the some of the new guys on. Happy to hear their story, right? Because yeah. they would have ended up in Jakarta, and they they're going through it now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, who who's there from the old? Like, is it is it only Josh that's left, or uh, uh, from your time of playing? Yeah, probably only me now. Yeah, yeah. Really? Wow. Okay. I mean, I was there for the transition, right? So I'm 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 part of the group that you know we had when we were still part of League Two, and that time we had we were just a bunch of misfits, right? So that was also the time when I think Ben Burgess was not there as well in the team, uh, John, if I remember correctly, right? When we were in League Two, I think the first few games no, we he, didn't he, have Ben Burgess as well. I think your biggest, I think your biggest claim to fame in terms of playing for the Barbarians is your, um, you know, we had to play at Karawachi again, and you know, for the listeners, Kunal used to live literally on the edge of the pitch. He could Karawachi watch Kunal from his apartment, and he, Karawachi yeah. Kunal. he yeah, yeah, Karawachi Kunal claimed that he would play every Karawachi game, and uh, I don't think I saw him <laughs> once. Wasn't it? Hey, a, the, I can see the pitch from my balcony. Was it one of those? Yeah, was, I could, yeah, yeah, I he could, could see the pitch from my balcony. And half of the games got rained out, didn't it? Didn't they? In Karawachi? Doesn't explain oh. the other half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there were only like three games we played there. I think I came for one, if I'm not mistaken. I do actually think you did come for one, the first one. Yeah, just, yeah, I did. Yeah. You reneged on your promise pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Now, but I mean, it's good to have someone uh, like Josh still, uh, you know, Keeping the a old bit of barbarians, bit of barbarians legacy going on, which is nice. Bit of shoulder impingement, I think. So shoulder <laughs> surgery. It's called the Mrs. Shoulder, or whatever you want to call it, John. You probably have a much more creative name for it. It's just spooning shoulder, really. Yeah, yeah. spooning shoulder. Spooning That's shoulder. probably right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should right. we do the uh, the final six questions? I think. Yeah. I think so. I think. I think it's time. Can I face this? This. Uh, yeah. Okay. Over. It's now time for the last over. Six questions to end the inning. Ooh. All right. Question Sounds one. Mm-hmm. Which barbarian made you laugh the most and why? Oh, uh, would it have been Enzo for sure. He made why? me laugh all the time. Why? Because because the stories he said, and he said them with such a serious face, I, w- I wasn't ever sure whether he was being funny or he was being serious. And you know, that, that's, <laughs> you know, and that's always the thing when Enzo says something, he says something, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, that's a fact kind of thing. And, yeah. and, and then he's, when he starts laughing, then you realize, oh, fuck, he's joking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, until that point, you think that he's being super serious about what he said. And after he starts laughing, he said, but, but, but I think some of those, some of the stories that Enzo said, which, uh, yeah, I won't share, but uh, yeah, uh, those crack, <laughs> those, those really cracked me up. And, and, and yeah. I guess those are, those are not like fantasy stories. They're probably real stories. So, so I think that I would say. He, he provided you with enough spiritual guidance. And your, he did your provide me with, with an, he did provide me with enough spiritual guidance because uh, funny enough, like when I was working in Jakarta, my boss used to be good friends with Enzo. So there were a lot of times when we, we met outside of the barbarians as well. And uh, you know, those were the sessions where they used to open up two bottles of Jim Beam and Coke. And uh, yeah, th- those were those normal weekday nights, I would say. And so, yeah. <laughs> so, so definitely got some spiritual guidance from him, uh, for sure. Uh, and uh, a lot of, lot of good nights as well with him as well. So, yeah. Awesome. I think, awesome. I think, yeah. Next question. Who opens the bowling in your first 11 for the Barbarians? Who opens the bowling in my first 11? Okay. Um, uh, can I, I? Does it have to be someone from the uh, from the old barbarians or the new ones? It doesn't matter. Any old, anyone. new, anywhere in between. Okay. It's up to you. Uh, do we consider ex players? Yeah. Unless they've been exiled, yes. I don't know who's been exiled, but um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely won't be you, Baker. 
<laughs> wow, that um, should have happened. Um, you can say yourself. Yeah, I mean, no, no, not me, not me. I, I prefer to bowl where the ball is a uh, ball is a bit old, so I can control it a bit better. Instead of five wides, I would probably bowl three. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, but for me, it would probably be uh, uh, Desandri. He, he was really yeah. fast, I think. So yeah. I don't know if he's exiled or not. So I'm not, not up to date with uh, his story. You can say, you can say Desandri. Yeah. So Desandri no, yeah, was a great opening ball, ball for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think he, he, had a, he had a good action and a good pace. So I think he could move the new ball really well. Mm. Uh, so for me, he would, be, he would be the opening ball. Okay. Which, uh, which tour was your favorite? was Saigon for me for sure yeah first tour and also I contributed with the bat and the ball and uh yeah I think first tours for everyone are always special yeah so for yeah. me I think everything in that tour fit perfectly uh a special thanks to to Mark Sims as well who's been arranging all the uh, goodie bags for our tours merchandise, I think yeah merchandise I would say I think that's uh we still have the merchandise that he's given us from all the tours. So we still use the barbarians. What do you call it? The purse? What call it? The man purse or the kid bag? Passport holder. Um, I, 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 the passport holder and also the bag. I still have those actually. Oh yeah, I still use the bag as well. Yeah, yeah the backpack. Yeah. The backpack. Yeah, the yeah. backpack. Exactly. That's 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 some high quality stuff, man. I think the yeah, other bags are. Titleist. Yeah. 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 So I think uh, yeah. So special. Uh, Thanks to Mark Sims, I'm just adding it in. But so for Vietnam the listeners, my... so for the listeners, and I think this was the Manila 2014 tour. Um, Mark Sims had organised a Titleist bag, and it was embroidered with the Jakarta Barbarians logo. And then he also went to the trouble of having everyone's name um, also yep. embroidered into your individual bag. Um, and it was like this nice, really big backpack that everyone carried on and had your name on it and the logo. And it was like a black and red bag with the white embroidery, so it had all the Barbarians colours as well. Um, and I know a lot of guys still use it. So uh, fantastic. Good pull out. Yeah, man. Mark says he can stare all the confessions out of you. He's, he's, he has a good heart. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, have you ever done that? Like, you know, when Mark Sim just stares at you and you start talking, oh. just blabbering nonsense because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because I don't know what to expect. You want, does he want you to speak something to him or what? But that happens to me. <laughs> That's good. Wow. That's wow, that is fantastic. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite post-match watering hole? Post-match uh, watering hole? Oh, um, I think I'm divided between, uh, I would say, for me, it would have been Molly's or Maxi. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm still, still from the, still, remembering the old times very well and and i think those two places because they're closed now uh, as you may know yeah. uh, um, so you know those hold a special place in my heart more i mean maxi and molly's were both the first time uh for me so both of them hold a special place for me very good uh, yeah you're stuck in traffic coming back from gandhi gandhi uh, school gmis okay um who do you have in the car with you oh definitely john baker Oh, These questions are fucking rigged. Why do they say that? Because, uh, but no, for me, not, not because he, uh, because uh, number one, he, he always has the beers. That is true. There you go. Yeah. So, so that's number one. I wouldn't want to be in the car with Ben Burgess. He would like always be telling me like how I fucked the game up. So, <laughs> 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 so I'd rather be Baker than Burgess. So. Yeah, and 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 it seems he I'd never know, so it would rather be Baker. No, you, know, you can have you can have two or three guys in the car, right? Think about oh, your seats. Oh, you mean oh, okay. Yeah, so, who, who else so, do you want in the car with you? I mean, ah. obviously we're heading obviously we're heading back to Molly's or whatever, but but who yeah, do you yeah, want in yeah. the car? You, you've yeah. got an hour to go. It's going to take at least a minimum an hour. Yeah. Ah, okay. So for me, it would be uh, Barnsey, Baker, and Sean Hankin. Okay. Yeah, and 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 be uh, me with them. I think yeah, that would be good. That'd be, okay. a, that'd be good for me. And uh, last question. Um, yeah. It's a tight game in the JCA final. There's one right. over to go. Who do you trust to bowl us to glory? Oh, uh, anyone, right? I can choose anyone. You can choose anyone. Yeah. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to select a person you probably haven't heard the name uh, for a while. It'd probably be Cookie. 
Cookie. Yeah, you remember him? I remember Cookie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think he was one of those guys who could bowl uh, in a tight over, yeah? It like would either death, be him for me like or it could be... Death bowler. Yeah, it, he was definitely a dead bowler. Uh, you remember him, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, he had I remember this, him. Yeah, uh, good, he had bat, this, good bat as well. Good he was bat. a good batsman, and he had this weird action where he would only walk a few steps, but when he would bowl, he would he would bowl quite fast. Yeah, yeah, he's think he didn't, he, yeah, yeah he didn't have he didn't have a big run up there, so I think it would be him or or it would be Burgess Ben Burgess for yeah. the final over. Yeah, for sure. I think you're the first person to say Burgess for the final over. Oh, for sure. I think he would know where to bowl. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Would he know how to put the ball on the spot where he knew where to bowl? Sorry? Can you say that again? He would know where to put the ball in the spot. Yeah, he would know where to put it, but would he be able to be able to put it there? Yeah, would he be able to execute? Oh, I mean if if he not if he wouldn't be able to execute it, then we would just see him in his underwear, right? Ranting to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so so either way it's good for us. Right? We we get we get a nice we get a nice fine. We get a nice fine session, or or we win the game. So, you know. <laughs> You're the first person to bring up the uh, the skipper's underwear, which is good. I'm sure, uh, sorry, I'm sure I'm that sorry. will come up. No, I'm uh, sure that will come up. Uh, okay. Several times <laughs> over the next few weeks. I'm sorry. Does that need to be edited out? No, 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 no not at all. And, 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 no, no, not at all. <laughs> no, but I think I think uh, if not for Cookie, definitely Burgess, he would be able to. All the right ones, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, yeah. look, Canal, it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you. Um, Man, you know. yeah, same here, John. I mean, uh, thinking of these memories uh, really made me want to do like a what do we call it? Uh, a tour where we meet all the old, old, gay, old, old guys again. It'll be fun. Well, I'm just throwing the call out there. Uh, Lords next year. So yep. uh, you're going to have to dust off a whole pass, mate. You have to dust off a whole pass, mate. Yeah, Matt, just let me know like nine months in advance so I can start my visa process. You know how it is. Yeah, we'll get... Well, I like you've come full circle there. We started talking with uh, talking about the embassy and now you're, you're talking about something similar. So that's great. And now that you're not living in that, uh, that shithole out in, in Karawachi, mate, it'll be good to catch yeah. up with him for a few beers here in Jakarta. Would be nice, yeah. Would be great, Josh. Anytime, just let me know. You've been indulging in the Cutting Oranges podcast. Ooh. Hosted by John Baker and Josh Von Vianen. A walk down memory lane of the good, the bad, and the ugly of the Jakarta Barbarians Cricket Club. Stories on this podcast may be embellished by the guests, and recollections of these events may vary. If you never look at an orange the same way again after hearing this, then we have served our purpose. Until next time. We'll get you to push back down to third man to save the boundaries from all those edges coming through. I think uh, maybe that's the new recruitment policy. Just find young single blokes who uh, who are not married. <laughs> <laughs>